into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. The future comes and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the geek's watch. For the geeks and all the geeks to come. Welcome back to another week on the Geeks Watch. We're here talking about all the geeky things that happened this week, as well as another episode of Altered Carbon. John, what did you think of episode five just off the top of your head? Well, the plot wasn't the only thing that thickened in this episode. All right, we're not talking to you anymore this episode. <laughs> as always, as as of lately, we have our two guests here to talk about Altered Carbon, Gabby and Brian. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, before, or what did you guys think of the episode as, as just an over, the overview? Holy shit. That was pretty much it. Panic, chaos, and hormone. In that order? Yes. Uh, no. No, it was chaos, hormonal, and then panic. Yeah. And yeah. then hormonal again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like hard, so I'm just like, they're going to get naked. <laughs> the plot is... Okay, you can't talk to you anymore this episode either. Uh, But yes, let's talk about a little bit of geek news before we get to that point. First thing I wanted to talk about is uh, John Favreau, director of many things, but uh, one of the big ones that for me was the first Iron Man. He came out and said that uh, the first post-credit scene that he did with Nick Fury in that Iron Man movie was just supposed to be for a laugh. He had, they had no he had no clue that it was going to mean anything else further along in the MCU. But Kevin Feige did, and of course he was the one that was in, you know, he's instrumental in creating the MCU. So when uh Favreau came up and said, "Hey, this is the, you know, this is something I want to do," and Feige just jumped with it and went went completely wholeheartedly in. He, I, I'm guessing that's the point where he was like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. Well, I mean, what do you think of post credit scenes since then? Because really, can you think of very many other than Ferris Bueller before that point that did post credit scenes? There were other ones. No, there, there were. Yeah, like... Scary Movie had one. Super yeah. Mario Brothers had one. Super Mario Brothers had one. Masters of the Universe. But they made it in a way where it's like... Certain little mistakes can turn into great things. Right. Like the creation of Tupperware. <laughs> like plastic. Nobody knew it was going to be a thing. And then the guy's like, hey, look, this is weird. Hey, this is kind of cool. It's like, dude, I can make this a thing. And then somebody said, cool, let's make a thing out of it. And that's what post-credit scenes are to me. <laughs> Tupperware. Tupperware. That's mm-hmm. a fine roundabout way. Okay. It's because I'm drinking. Yeah. <laughs> really just <laughs> Um No, I, I like it. I mean, it's... You know, using you keep your audience there for a longer time, and you make them wait, and you give them a little bit of extra, little surprise or something, something that wasn't in the movie, 
or you know, I feel like it's for the loyal people, the nerds, the hardcores who want to stay there to like, oh, I gotta see it. Because I know when I watch, usually the only people that are there afterwards. When I watch a Marvel movie with you, when the credits roll up and then like everyone else stands up and walks away, and I'm sitting with you, you do this thing, you go. <sighs> so, yeah, I'm gonna sit here and watch it, and you're gonna sit here with me. <laughs> well, it makes me funny. Is or it makes me funny. It, I find it funny. Is that I mean, Marvel Studios pretty much trained like a whole bunch of people to just sit and wait for movies. Like, yeah, I, I sit, I sit there and do that for other movies now. I'm like. Is there something? Should I check? Should I check the internet first? Should I just wait for it? You know, see what happens. It's like looking for the prize at the bottom. It's of the true. Box. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and then you you do. I mean, you you kind of look look at the people that get up at a, at a Marvel movie on the opening weekend and that don't sit there and wait. Like you know, they have to know that there's a, another piece of the movie, right? Yeah, it's like, why are you leaving? It's like you're missing it. <laughs> you're missing the 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 cherry on top. And some people just don't like cherries, I guess. Uh, fair enough. And they're coming. John, did you have any stories that you wanted to go over? Yes, I did. Much. Mitch. 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 Okay. I'm, I'm trying something. It didn't work. It didn't work. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. The Matrix is the series that they will not let rest in peace. They are now trying to get Zach Penn to, I guess, continue the story or reinvent the story. It's unclear now, but they basically want to revive the Matrix into another expanded universe. And uh, an idea was being tossed around. Not sure if this is what they're going to go with. But uh, they're saying maybe get Michael B. Jordan to play a young Morpheus and be all about the story of uh, Morpheus being a, you know, a hacker in the Matrix, getting uh, awoked, awakened. Getting, being, get woke. Being woke, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like a term that can be used now. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, woke? you know, meeting Naomi, 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 yeah, Jada Pinkett Smith's character, and meeting the Oracle, finding out that he's going to be instrumental in finding the one. Uh, so that's one idea. Uh, personally, I feel like if they were going to go back to the well of the Matrix, I'd love to see the... Uh, the second renaissance be made into live action. So what oh. we saw in the Animatrix. Yes. Basically what actually led to the, the creation of the Matrix. Um, but yeah, they have a lot of different stories. There's been a lot of side stories and other projects besides the Animatrix. I remember Neil Gaiman wrote a story for the Matrix once uh, for the website. A few other comic book writers and artists have done, you know, pitched in their little bits here and there. So there's lots of things they can go by, but I just don't want to see something as simple as a Morpheus, you know, reboot or prequel. That just seems a little too cheap. I'd want them to go big or go home. So what I remember from Reloaded, I believe, is there's a... You know, the Merovingian talks about how there was previous... Yes. Uh, previous Matrixes, and those are what the, like, the ghosts and the werewolves and stuff mm-hmm. in this world yep. are. Like, I would like to see some of those worlds. You get to see a little more of that, believe it or not, in the uh, Enter the Matrix video game. Yeah, I remember that, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Th- that's where they explored that That concept. was actually a really fun game. Yes, it was. So I, I was watching um, Collider Video, and they had Stephen DeKnight on there. Uh, he is the writer? No, director. Maybe writer and director of Pacific Rim Uprising. And they were talking about... He, they had asked him about Zach Penn because he had worked with him in the writer's room uh, think tank for the Transformers movies. And whether or not you like those movies or not... Um, and they don't. Zach, Zach, he said that Zach Penn was probably about the smartest man in the room. Like, the smartest and most creative writer there. So he has 
a lot of faith in him trying to come up with uh, you know new stories to be in the the world of the Matrix. So oh, he did a really great job with X Men: The Last Stand. Yes, that is a great movie. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. No, I mean, it was kind of weird because, like, I I didn't I was like oh, I didn't want to see these new people, but I was like, okay, I know what they're doing. <laughs> I'm getting sidetracked, but whatever. <laughs> Those are my two cents. I mean, it's it it was Mine a too. finally you got a third you got a third X Men movie that it, it didn't revolve around Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see a new Professor X. I don't like this Professor X. You don't like McAvoy or Patrick Stewart, or you just no no I don't like McAvoy. You know why? How can you not like McAvoy? Because he does not feel like X. He doesn't feel like my X. Oh, wow. you know who would be a good Professor X? Who would be a good Professor? Who, X? who was a dude from the Kingsman? The, so the Scottish Mark guy. Strong, the Scottish guy with the bald head. Yeah, right. <laughs> that guy. Well, he's he's going to be Doctor Savannah in the Shazam movie. Oh, oh really? Yep. Hmm. I don't know who that is. He's the villain. Sinestro. I want him to be the next X. <laughs> Those are my two cents. Okay. That's, that's fine. I think you're just not getting past the chrome dome. You're not getting past the bald head. That's what Professor X is. He's just a bald guy. He's more than just a bald head. He's a bald cripple. <laughs> with really, really smart Telly on the He's line. like Stephen Hawking's with a voice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Too soon. But Mark Strong looks like a professor. He would. He does. But. Lots of knowledge. You know, more than the the bald head, I've always felt like they needed to get somebody with really, really like signature eyebrows. That's oh, true. Yeah. Professor X always had them crazy arches, like Michael Keaton level arches and the eyebrows. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to picture like how how creepy he would look at the <laughs> students. Hello, students. With Michael Keaton. Yeah, that it's kind of freaking me out now. Just picturing that image. Him bold and welcome to my school, students. Michael Keaton always has those weird ticks too. Like he always does this like little jump ticks. Yeah, like he's about to like he could he could have done a good Joker, just as he did a good Batman. All right, he could have gone yeah. both ways. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say with that creepy Joker smile I was like, wait, no, who's Batman? But like, I want to get nuts. Let's get nuts. Christopher Eccleston, the Ninth Doctor. Uh, he's finally revealed the uh, why he had such a abrupt and surprising exit to being the doctor. This one made me sad. Did it make you sad? This this whole story, yeah. So he was inter- he was being interviewed by uh, the British Radio Times or something like that, and uh, he goes on to say that my relationship with the three immediate supervisors, the, sh- the showrunner, the producer, and the co-producer, broke down irreparably. irreparably during the first block of filming and it never recovered. They lost trust in me and I lost faith in and trust and belief in them. Some of my anger about the situation came from my my own insecurity. They employed somebody, as the doctor, who was not a natural light comedian. Billy Piper, who we know was was and is brilliant, was very, very nervous and very, very inexperienced. So you had that and then you had me and very, very, exper- very, very experienced possibly the most experienced on it but out of my comfort zone hmm. so it, it, it essentially just sounded like they all kind of butted heads in the very beginning and never got over it. and never got over it I and, was, and he was only there for one season i liked him I oh yeah he was a great doctor he was darker he was like he was like the bad boy and the show the show didn't have quite i mean it doesn't it didn't it didn't have quite the production value that it does now but he was making it work 
I did like the episode where they had the, uh, they saw the last days of Earth. Mm-hmm. And then they brought the last human, where it was just like uh, a piece Cassandra. of skin. Yeah, just a piece of skin. Mm-hmm. But like that whole thing was like this. This this show's wacky. That's gonna be a thing for me. I would say. I mean, he was a great intro. I mean, that was my introduction to the Doctor. Mm-hmm. I, I went back after that and you know saw the Eighth Doctor and then some episodes of the the first seven Doctors. But Eccleston was a great introduction. I, I, Tenet is still my favorite, but mm-hmm. it was a great introduction. Anybody else got any issue with what he had to say? Well. I'm conflicted because I feel bad for him that that happened. And it kind of soured his whole relationship with the BBC. And he said he felt like he was practically blacklisted at some point. Even though he said he promised he wasn't going to, uh, you know, badmouth them or, you know, give any negative press. He just kind of stayed out of it. But then I saw a similar report where he stated that he absolutely hated having to work on American movies like G.I. Joe and Thor The Dark World. Yeah, he did say that recently. But, I mean, like... Maybe he's I, just one of those people that just hates to work. I think he's kind of an asshole. Well, he's, <laughs> he's probably like Hugo Weaving, you know? He he, he wants that's, to do serious kind of stuff. I'm thinking, like, he's, yeah. he's probably thinking, like, I'm too good for this shit. Yeah. That's that's the whole vibe that I got from it, like... Especially that line about him being more experienced than what... It was like, yeah, that's... <laughs> he's basically he's saying, a little full of himself. This. I'm a little too over-skilled for this job. I don't need it. And then all of your American movies, I don't need that shit either. <laughs> Which is funny, because <laughs> the first thing that I remember seeing him in before I saw him as the Doctor was uh, his small part in 28 Days Later, where he's mm-hmm. the angry, oh, yeah. pissed-off soldier guy that's basically trying to kill Cillian Murphy and the other two civilians. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't think there was you know I didn't I didn't know of him as for any anything else but I guess he could be upset about that. What do you have? Else? What what next do you have? <laughs> Deadpool two uh, has been going through some kind of ups and downs recently. The uh, test first test screenings came back and apparently reports were that they were resoundingly negative. No, that was one guy. That was one guy. Well, that was yeah, no, saying that they were yeah, no, negative. seriously, it's what their report they they, they the found out. It's too. just one guy because every a lot of people came back and said that the first test screens were great, and they wanted more cable and Domino, so they mm-hmm. did reshoots, and now they're saying that there's a secret guest star of some sorts, and the newest. I'm sorry, you're probably going to say this, but the newest uh, test screenings are giving it like a 98 percent. Yes, that is correct. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> but I wanted to get that out there that that, that it, it was it was it was also covered a lot last week that those first negative reviews were literally one guy like going around trying to make it sound like it's bad. I think Mitch just put you on blast. That's right. Yes, but it's okay. We still love you. <laughs> well, I mean, I did get my stories from Fox News, so oh, yeah. okay, I see. <laughs> I mean, how do you feel about the Deadpool two at this point? I don't care. I mean, I'm going to reserve judgment until I actually see it. I just think it's interesting that they're making such a big hoopla over what is pretty much standard procedure, and everybody should be well aware of it by now, that there's always going to be test screenings, and they usually lead to reshoots, and it's nothing to, like, you know, lose sleep over. Mm-hmm. It's, it's happened many times, and, um, I mean, it's Deadpool. How, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be fine, I think. I think so. Did you did you guys enjoy the first one? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I oh, yeah. I never got so excited about a movie 
Because, okay, I didn't really know anything about Deadpool until I played the video game. Because I'm not really big into Marvel comics. And I guess Deadpool was kind of like one of those... In the beginning, he was kind of like in the side. Because I, I did collect comic books in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really like follow on after the 90s. I don't know where the hell anything was at. So now that the Marvel Universe is coming around, it's like, okay, now I'm reading again. But I played Deadpool the video game. That got me to love Deadpool now. Because I'm sitting around bitch slapping Wolverine for 10 minutes. <laughs> it's like, that made me, it's like, okay, I like this guy. He's not normal. And so I'm kind of feeling the same thing right now. It's like, I try not to listen to all the all the hype. Because I, I don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. I, and I also love Ryan Reynolds. I have a, a weird man crush on him. Yes, he does. So do I. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> What, we we can we can like give Ryan Reynolds a, a mention Brian sandwich. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> we love him. <laughs> uh, no, I mean I, I you're right. You're absolutely right, John. Reshoots are a part of the the whole Hollywood thing, and they were going to happen whether or not the screen test said it was good or not. You know, so it's just I heard something else too. I heard that there's a mystery cameo. Did you hear about this? They said that, like, a couple minutes ago. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, let me take a drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wasn't know what you're having There's a now. lot of uh, <laughs> speculation on who the mystery cameo could be. I've heard some places that it's, you know, that it, it could be, like, Hugh Jackman playing Hugh Jackman as opposed to playing Wolverine. It's going to be Mondo. It could be Mondo. Oh, man. So, there's a... There's, I mean, with the way that Deadpool is written, it could be just about anything. It could be someone dressed up like Batman, like I, you know, and it would it would fit right in. What if it's Betty White? It could be Betty White. I hope it's she, Betty White, <laughs> just so that he could talk about his love for B. Arthur to her. So, because <laughs> she can't be on there now. No, no, she can't. She is the hottest one, one. for the homie. <laughs> you gonna pour a little bit out that? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Men in Black spinoff. They now have Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson reuniting after Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok as the two stars of Men in Black. I actually did. That was my one story that I was going to share. And I stole I from you? Well, I didn't. I, I read <laughs> a little bit about it while story. I was trying to catch up on my ultra carbon. <laughs> but no, yeah, I did see that. And I was like, I, whenever I see people from other movies like getting a couple more roles now that they're a bit more popular, I'm always like, good for you! Good for you! Oh, go! get signed into another six movie contract and see if you don't get tired of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. If, I thought they were going to do the Jonah Hill and the, the, there was that rumor. They were going to those guys. Oh, the crossover with 21 Jump Street? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean... I would have been okay with that. It's Sony. They literally seem like they're trying to throw everything they can out there because they're... They want, they want like, an MCU do style. Do some Ghostbusters while you're at it. Like, the only hit they've had in the last two years was Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, yeah. Which was a good movie. It was a lot of fun, but, like, they've tried a lot. Like, their Ghost in the Shell fell, mm-hmm. failed. Um, uh, what was the other one that failed uh, recently? Ghostbusters? Their Ghostbusters? Yeah. Yeah, their Ghostbusters failed. That didn't do very well. So, you know... They lost Sandler to Netflix. They lost Sandler to Netflix. <laughs> it's... I, 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 I don't know. The last... Men in Black movie kind of left a real bad taste in my mouth. So where are they going to go with this version of it? It's supposed to be. From in- what I hear about Sony, it's most it's 
mostly the, the the executives, like the high executives, get too involved. The studio gets too involved with the movies. They don't let the creativity. They don't let the talent. It sounds. It sounds like they don't trust the talent. Too much people in higher well, ups. That involved. sounds like Warner Brothers. There's that there too. <laughs> it's also they're so deeply intertwined with all of their other corporations that they just can't help themselves but cross market all their shit. Yeah, and like that's what I'm worried about with Venom. Because like, and it's already happening anyways. When you heard what's her face during that interview, like they're already jumping in. Like they just want to make the money. They're not. They don't care about the story. But that's also Amy Pascal, and I think she's out. She was out after the those those email leaks or whatever. Oh really? Oh, so she's not working there anymore? No. But I think there's a culture in there. This is what I'm feeling. Right. That there's a culture in there that, even though she's out, that there's more like. They don't really care about the story. They the just want to. They just want to produce and get it out there. And well, then, I mean, that's that's just seems like studios in general. Not all of them. Some of them do believe in equality. They do want to listen to their audience. Seems like Blumhouse is doing that. They're they're listening to their artist and their audience. And mm-hmm. Marvel Studios obviously is doing pretty well. Yeah, like when they picked up a, a Tia. A, a, Kitty Wakitaki. I can never say his name right. Kitty Wakitaki. Whatever. It's like they handed it over to him. It's like do what you do, and he made something beautiful. I mean, he embraced Kirby, which was awesome. Yeah, and he put the New Zealand. <laughs> you do a better New Zealand accent. Right? New Zealand accent, especially when I've been drinking. I was I was just hoping that Reese Darby was going to show up somewhere in there. He's like my favorite uh, New Zealander. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, was there any other news articles from anybody that they wanted to talk about? I was lazy. I didn't give anything to contribute. Well, you're talking. I'm, I'm here. To, I'm here to Be drink honest. and judge you guys. Well, I guess I can kind of improvise my last article. I didn't save it, but I remembered it from earlier today's uh, Westworld, one of the shows we talk about. Uh, apparently, they're stating that we will be definitely going very far from Sweetwater during the second season. And, I mean, given some of the scenes that we've seen from last season already, I mean, we definitely will probably be going to other countries, theme-wise. But I'm wondering if we're going to leave the whole park in general. This would be the first time they show anything outside of the real world, other than that photograph of of, uh, the man in black's fiancé, I guess. Good thing that doesn't look like anything. Yes. (laughs) Which apparently was a stock photo stolen from, like, Getty Images. Oh, really? Yeah, there's an interesting backstory to that as well. And it was like, well, why am I on this TV show and not getting credit for it? No, because that was a free image you can get online, apparently. (laughs) So that was interesting. And uh, I'm just kind of curious to see where we're going to go. I want to see what the world looks like outside of the park. Well, I, I think that's interesting with the idea that we saw at the end of last season where, you know, uh, uh, what was her name? Maze? Is that? Maeve. Yeah, Maeve. You know, she it was in her programming to not leave. Like, as soon as she had the opportunity, she had found a reason to go back. So, I, I mean, will they be able to leave? I don't know. But then, I mean, we talk, did we talk about the fact that it's not Samurai World, it's Shogun World? Yes. Yeah. I found that interesting. I guess it's more inclusive, I suppose. More of a time frame than specific location. Fair enough, okay. Uh, You're a fan of that show, right? No, I've actually never seen it. We try to watch it um, using our friend's HBO's account, but everyone cancels it after Game of Thrones. (laughs) So we can't... That's how we we finally got to see Silicon Valley, but then, yeah, I was going to move on to Westworld after that. Yeah, and then, you know, I try to, you know, do some other black market methods... 
And then uh, the, I think my our t- sm- smart TV. our smart TV started noticing. It's like, hey, if you <laughs> notice you like this TV show, why don't you uh, pay for it? Pay for it. <laughs> you were like, okay, well, I'm gonna stop using Cody since <laughs> this creeps me out. So I mean, you can use mine if you want to. Really? I, I keep it. Are you endorsing me to have us not? Pay I need. Anything? I'm using it. Well, if you're going to be part of the program and recording, you know, it's all part of the. It's, it's a tax write off. Oh yeah, I want to educate myself. Yeah, educate it's, it's me, Mitch. Let's tax write off. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the one put up by the corporation that is Geek Elite Media. So. Yeah, that's true. Right? <laughs> right, that Geek like Elite Enterprises. <laughs> Uh, well, okay then. I mean, I, I think uh, it would be great to have more people to talk about that that show. There was something recently too that I saw an article for. I didn't read it though, but it had something to do with what maybe the title of one of the episodes called like the door. Did you read oh, that? Yeah, something. It about has something. To, it kind of gives away something. It's going to be really spoilery. Yeah. You know what? And kind of tangential to that whole uh, you know cowboy park where you can have sex with the robots. <laughs> I don't have the article in front of me, so I'm going to totally butcher it, but I found the idea interesting that I think France was the first country that's talking about outlawing robot prostitution. Like IRL, like right here, right now? Like right now, right now. (laughs) Apparently, they're trying to have a brothel filled with sex robots, like those super realistic ones, Uh, you know, with the the body heat. Action and the gyrations and whatnot. Heat action. They've yes. been us about this for years. Futurama did an episode of Bye Bye. We shouldn't do it. That's and, true. <laughs> was this, was this a, a law motivated by Mitch? Because he's racist, <laughs> racist towards robots? <laughs> Look, no, I'm not saying a racist towards robots. Like, what are you, a robosexual? <laughs> I don't. I don't believe that AI has feelings. That's it. Yeah, I yeah. That's that's cool. Whatever. Whatever you believe. Well, yeah. apparently France does because they're Maybe saying these prostitute that robots you, you can technically feelings. be raping robots, and that's not cool. So, yeah. I think they're very progressive right now in their views of robot sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yet, I imagine you're probably one of the first ones that want to sign up to. You know what? I want to know how we can franchise this thing. Get it going. I'm gonna be like the Hugh Hefner yeah, of sex robots. So, as long as the robots give consent, you're okay. Yeah. Why not? Of course. Paris sex kind of monster are you, bitch? Despite law banning prostitution in France, there you go. Just, there we go. There, like there a, it is. Oh, so we're gonna get around it. You, you know what this kind of reminds me of? Okay, hey, we're gonna go to another nerdy subject. <laughs> uh, the video game Overwatch, or they have no one's ever heard of. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, <laughs> the way wait, that about wait. Before you move over to that, you're gonna outlaw sex with the with the robotic sex doll, but it, and uh, segue into Overwatch. Uh, 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 <laughs> guy who has a pocket pussy or a woman who has a vibrator those things are illegal it's the same thing that's just a part it's, it's not it's not a, it doesn't have a face that's the only problem yeah that's it that's the thing ah okay give me something to look at me. <laughs> you put googly eyes on it it's a robot <laughs> does that work with dildos too yes put googly eyes on a dildo it's like oh wait why gotta look at me like that now you have an existential crisis and you're like what am I doing I now, s- now it's become a thing I, I got some marching crafts to do after this okay Overwatch okay so in Overwatch I it, the way the storyline goes, like there was after the end of the Omnic War, the Omnics are the uh, the robots. That I've noticed, like there's some of the the, the cinematic like shorts mm-hmm. that there's people that have relationships with the robots. I, there was this one where Widowmaker's one, where she execute. There's there's like I see there's a human and an Omnic. They're embracing each other when oh, they see okay. what's his face get shot. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, what is this story? Can they do a short on this? They haven't talked about that. I'm very curious about that. 
It's like, are they good friends? Or are they lovers? I don't know, but there are omniphobes in that world. There are people who hate the, the omnics. So. Mitch is one of them. So. He's an omniphobe. Mitch is an omniphobe. You know what? It's going to be one of those closet cases, though, where it's going to come out later. He's got one this whole time in his closet. He's just trying to impress them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like when you got like those uh, really hardcore anti-gay uh, politicians, and it turns right, out exactly. they get caught in an airport just yeah. you know doing weird stuff. With another dude. He's got a robot glory hole somewhere yeah. hidden. We know which what, what you got going on, Mitch. Alright, so <laughs> it, this episode of uh, Altered Carbon is The Wrong Man. Which is very poignant for the fact that he's not Riker. So we know who mm-hmm. he... Oh, God, it's so I met a good. Riker today. I met a real-life dude named Riker. I was like, hey. That's crazy. <laughs> was that his first name or last name? That's his first name. Really? His re- first name was Riker? I bet, mm-hmm. were they, was he young? How young was he? 20-something. So his, 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 young his, his family was really into Star Trek The Next Generation. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Named him Riker. His nickname is number one. <laughs> uh... But yes, you know, we kind of got to see a little bit more about Riker uh, and his relationship to... Ortega. Ortega. Or, I like to say it like that, Ortega. <laughs> and uh, did they give a name to the mysterious Asian man yet? He's still the Ghost Walker. Yeah. That's what, they just call him the Ghost Walker in the mm-hmm. show? Mm-hmm. Because he, he's... So... She said she couldn't. He couldn't be identified, and that was by his, her Omni, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, does that mean he's just invisible to all anything uh, that captures electronic? Video, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so she saw him with her own eyes, obviously, mm-hmm. but the Omni didn't pick him up, and I, I imagine the other cameras in the in the house, the party, right, yeah. didn't pick him up. No. Yeah. I wonder like, if that means AIs wouldn't be able to see him. Because like, the, the, there was there was a security guy there when. Uh, Kovach's uh, backup uh, came by. Well, he would have caught something, but he didn't. There was a guy there actually monitoring all the video cameras. Oh, yeah. You remember that? When he, when he right, s- yeah, he hits with, with the, the dagger. Yeah, so that guy should have caught something. But how do you know, how would he have known that guy's not supposed to be there? Because Ortega already had the guest list. Okay, but I mean, but, you, you give me a guest list, I'm not going to oh, know who. Yeah, that's true because you don't know that the the security guard had that guest, that same guest list, but she noticed that guy's not on the guest list because she went through and memorized everybody that's supposed to be on that guest. Because list. Ortega's got her shit on. Yeah, she's <laughs> kind of obsessed. I think this is, yeah, is she's, more. She's your typical crazy Mexican lady. But we, Gabby, don't hit me. We <laughs> <laughs> we find out why she's so obsessed is because she's in love with Riker, and is, if right if uh, Kovac. Solves the, the the murder, then he gets to keep the body. No, he gets he gets his freedom. He gets his freedom, which I don't think they really talked about what it was, but I'm assuming they would give him another body. But did you notice this episode? He sees his own body. Yes. Did you catch that? That that was a different actor. No, that that was his body. That's his body? That was his body when they went over to the fight arena? That was the Ryu body. He said that was... uh, It's like he's got... Oh, yeah, that's right. It was... So, he had, so and he looked at it, and that's why he gave him that intense scare. It's like, do you want to take it for a run? That, do you want to see That's his it original die? body, yeah. and so he was just like, "That's, that's my car." Yeah, you know, because that's how I kind of see. It's like you know. Now, before we go too far into it, I did want to say while we're on the topic of freedom, um, Blondie McNipple Queen 
did offer him oh, yeah. uh, the, an alternative. Yeah. The, which, yes. But is that, that real? I, I, would, I didn't think that she actually has a orgy, yeah, an orgy island with a bunch of clones of herself that he's going to just go live on. Isn't well, it well, worth the risk? The though? family's all whacked out. Like, her, her, her own daughters are using her sleeves to go bang other dudes. I would not be surprised. True, they're, but... They're rich beyond, like, our understanding. And no, that's, that's obviously true. So, I mean, why wouldn't she have a small island somewhere with a bunch of, like, clones of herself that are... It's maybe she's whacked out where that's... She jumps in that and that's how she gets her rocks off, whatever you call it, you know? It's a different world. It's a world that we cannot understand. <laughs> We're going to start going more into, like, the fucked up things people do. Yeah. Behind closed doors. You think Especially it's when already with the VR and everything now. I, I, I think it, it's that fucked up that it maybe that you would... Well, I would... If you would clone yourself, would you... Entertain yourself. I would. I mean, I would also assume if, if death is no longer a problem, there's going to be a lot of weird, fucked up shit going on that mixes lines and crosses wires in your head and with that's, sex. That's exactly what I was thinking when right before they had sex. Where it's like, what does that feel like? Knowing that you're looking at a person, but it's not the person that you think it is. Like, even though they've been doing this for however many hundreds of years, like, has the human mind adapted to that yet? The like the seeing, but knowing that that's not really who you. No, is in that skin like that's that was what I that's, was. That's the to, same like, thing with the, or Ortega's going through mm-hmm. with with Kovach. Yeah, or, that's what I'm saying. That's that her like just. And it's that. like it was somebody that you can obviously tell it was somebody that she loved. Right. Yeah. So it's like that really screws you up. And so she's also brought up with a family that has a religious code mm-hmm. where it's like this is it. So that thought, that lifestyle, is also in her mind, even though that the culture is. That you can have another stack and continue on life. I mean, you can, you have your stack and you can continue on with another sleeve, and you know, extend your life. I mean, she's. I feel that she's like in a in a weird struggle within herself. Yeah, I also kind of got that she likes the fact that they can just spin people up and be like, "Hey, who killed you?" Which makes her job a lot easier. Well, yeah. Like that's I think. It's, I don't know if she's doing it so much for justice, but just for the fact that she can spin someone up and be like, "Hey, what happened?" I don't know. It seems sort of more a little bit, like, selfish and lazy in that aspect. <laughs> like, like her mom shot at Kovach slash Riker, like, and she called him an abomination. She didn't act like that towards the grandma, but you know that's what she was thinking. Like, mm-hmm. So I kind of I sided with the family on that one. Like, no, grandma's dead. Leave her the fuck alone. Let her, let her rest. Like, yeah, she didn't want to be here. You know, and like she can't even enjoy her family very much, so it's like because they're still kind of weirded out about some old guy being grandma. So it's like I don't know. That but then the bo- but then the body of her ex boy her old boyfriend is back, so it makes your things like. See, what is my daughter doing? And I had yeah. the feeling that she was she was shooting at at Riker, not at Kovach. Like she, I, I think she was just shooting at the fact that he was back, and she knows that he was supposed to be dead or something, and she's just like, is he supposed to be dead? I, think I so thought that it was just. Ice, right? Well, see, they said they sent him to the rack, and mm-hmm. the only other thing that I can think of was in Minority Report when someone, uh, you know, got arrested and got convicted of pre-crime. Mm-hmm. They put him in the rack, and that was supposed to be where they served out their sentence for, and were supposed to be rehabilitated mm-hmm. while they were doing that. So I assumed that he was in jail. Yeah, like tell you the truth, this is like going to be my third time watching this series, and I still have no idea what's up at Riker. Okay. Like, is he? Is he? I, I don't know if he's 
dead? It's like it's to- this is the part that totally confuses me. If he's on ice, is he dead? When I started hearing like, is he on ice? Is it just the body on ice? Where's his stack? Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Where's his stack? That's the one thing I'm curious about. And the thing that he got in trouble for was he was framed. Well, okay, but he was still ar- arrested or whatever mm-hmm. for um, having if, whatever his crime was was connected to that body that she. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. one had go missing mm-hmm. for a little bit, and two we saw fall from something into the water, and the yeah. kids were their kid was pulling on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Kovacs is the one that's put, I guess, one and one and one together, and saying all three things are are connected: the death of Bancroft, people trying to attack him, and the, the crime that Riker went to jail for. Mm-hmm. Or, well, see, I think he was researching Mary Lou Hinch's death. What he went to jail for was for uh, getting framed for killing someone he didn't kill. But, yeah, no, yeah, he, that was... When they started going through that, I was like, oh, he's doing some actual detective work, and I thought they were going to do more of that, and then it just sort of went to a, a whole other area where people started losing chunks of their body in an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> they got a little sidetracked there by a magic Asian man. Got, got sidetracked by... By sex with Ortega and Magic Asian Man. Oh man, that would be a big distraction. It's like Ortega, what are you doing? <laughs> I, have a, I have a crime to solve. <laughs> See, the old horror movie trope comes true. You have sex, you're gonna die. It's true. Oh man, but 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 our our mood or Mahmood didn't oh. he didn't have sex and he died. Yeah, okay. he actually, died bad. Like he, he sacrificed. Himself. <laughs> like he straight up, you saw it. You saw how he, Maybe. you saw the blue come out, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what Ortega's known for. You know, it's true. True. We don't know that part of the story, and I don't want to see. But it. like, <laughs> I love that he sees what's about to happen to Ortega, and he's like, "No, this can't happen." You know, because obviously, the Ghost Walker mm-hmm. is that what we're calling him mm-hmm. uh, is going to shoot out Ortega's stack. You can That's tell that he's, he's some kind of crazy zealot, but. Mahmoud jumps and it just happens to be at the right angle for his stack to be shot yeah. out. You know, just his neck, the right spot, <laughs> and you know, there's enough meat there that the bullet doesn't go through and like hit R- Ortega. I'm like, yes, that's right. Yeah, this is the part because like I'm a gun guy. I have guns. I love guns. Um, don't judge me. I'm <laughs> out there. Um, it, it's just the the ballistics do not make sense because like if that that is such a it would have hit her. Yeah. But this is Hollywood. And so maybe those stacks are like coated in titanium, so it was just a right angle to deflect the bullet. Maybe change its direction a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Well, it, I I thought it was just like uh, maybe it's a crazy creature bullet that stops <laughs> when it's like oh I've shot a stack. It, it, or maybe it's a bullet that uh, goes straight for stacks. Or it could be a like a plasma gun, where like if the plasma hits, it only hits to a certain degree. Because as far as I know, with plasma. Plasma doesn't penetrate, but it does do a deep burn, mm-hmm. and then it's done. Sure. Sure. But then they run the out of plasma bullets. Many, many of these. Kind of okay, yeah, you know what? Yeah, it's true. It's a future. It's a made-up world. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, right after Mamoon dies, or at least gets a stack shot out, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the Ghost Walker sh- like, points his gun right at Ortega to shoot her, too, and I'm like, see, this that made absolutely no sense for him to yes. sacrifice himself because he has time to shoot her, and mm-hmm. apparently the opening of the elevator, he's like, oh, no, I don't have enough time, but like, just thinking that you don't have enough time is enough time well, to shoot, I right? I don't know. That weapon that guy had just seems so brutal that it would just, like, t- 
take chunks of your flesh yeah, in a starfish the, the shape. Starfish shape thing. I think I don't, I don't know. Oh wait, he did. He did shoot, and it it was empty, right? The gun was empty. Yes. Uh, because it was Ortega's gun, and she had already fired off a bunch of shots. Mm-hmm. My bad. Yeah, there, there, there was. Oh man, there was just that weapon that Ghostwalker had. That's the name I can only remember right now. Not Mystery Asian Man. Mystery Asian Man also works, <laughs> but it's like that disabled them like in a heartbeat. I don't like that thing. I don't like how it just rips out Starship cookie cutter pieces off of your body. Because he did it like on her shoulder. And, and then it came out, and it, it looked like a little octopus on the yeah. floor. Yeah. And then he did it to her gut. And I think he got uh, Abud? 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 Samir Abud. Samir Abud? Abud? Okay. That's it. Let's say his name right. There's respect for the dead here. <laughs> Samir yeah. Abud. Yeah. He, he got RD'd. Uh, it reminded me of uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Have everybody seen that movie? Oh, man. Yeah, that was really good. I don't... He has that... The bad guy has that, like, little thing that... Uh, it's like it's like a little dart at first, and then it opens up into a, like a, a flower-looking thing, and then it, that's at the it. end of the movie, right? Yeah, I barely remember that part of the movie. I always remember always the beginning part of that movie, not the end. I don't know why. Was I drinking? Probably, probably. Oh, <laughs> so I mean, it makes me wonder if that's a common type of weapon in Asian culture. Do, I do. Uh, I've never seen anything like that. It makes no sense. I just think it just looks brutal. And that's what they wanted to go for. They want to show the brutality. Mm-hmm. It looks like one of those uh, uh, random things, like an instrument the cartoon dentist pulls out and <laughs> to be like really scary and really like, bring it closer to your face. That's or, what I see. Or some <laughs> of those it, it medieval looks... like torture device, yeah. like the the, 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 the apple, whatever. No, I don't know. Never mind. The pear, something yeah. like that. Well, it, since <laughs> the guy stick in the cavities, <laughs> yeah. since the guy seems to be a little bit of a zealot because he always talks about, are you a believer? Mm-hmm. So he, he's with some, this big old religious speech right before he yeah. tries to kill him. Um, since there is a mixture of religion going on here, you got your Muslims because you got Samir, and then you got the Catholics because Ortega's family, and then this guy since he's a magic Asian man. Uh, I kind of looked at it as like a very like skewed lotus. His okay. weapon, yeah, yeah, it looked very lotus to mm-hmm. me, mm. and that's how I kind of look. It's like there's the Buddhist right there, so you got the trifecta of all the major religions. So when uh, Kovacs is remembering, he he sees uh, in the, the at least what they show us in the video is the the guy who has his face painted like a skull when he was coming out of the police station or something like that. Mm-hmm. What was that piece of information? Was he put? He was putting something together where uh, I guess that was reminding him that the that uh, oh because he saw that guy that same day that the magic Asian man was there in the first episode. Is that what we're talking about? Is that what it is? Yeah, he, he saw, was the guy with the face he, painted. He recognized him. He wasn't his face wasn't painted, but he did. He does remember seeing him out there in the first oh, episode. Okay. So that he was there in the first episode. Oh, so you mean the flashback that he has when that guy in the crowd with the pink face is screaming at him? That's because Asian man's in the background with that mm-hmm. crowd shot. Oh, okay. I haven't gone past just seeing his yeah. tall face in front of me, but okay. That's yeah, because he did do. mention that he saw him when he first woke up. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah, he uses the drawing, and he 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 realizes that's the guy. That, which which that is, drawing is not a best representation of that guy. <laughs> no, but aren't all police sketches even in the yeah future, it's like have you seen this man it's like well I've seen some dudes and and kind of you're, you're also going off of someone's faulty memory so yeah uh, the guy the, the officer in the beginning L- Levine mm-hmm. that um, 
mystery Asian man eventually takes the person the identity of are you a believer yeah <laughs> why is it that I mean he's wearing the ring and I assume that he eventually okay did, are we supposed to assume that he gives his stuff over to uh, the ghost walker or I think he killed him so you think he killed him and took his stuff uh, yeah I think he took his uh, his outfit as a decoy um well, I, I knew he has his outfit as a decoy, or at least to get into the precinct, but I yeah. thought it was willingly he gave it over. That's what I was thinking, too. I was thinking maybe they kind of talked a little bit and were like, hey, so if you're a believer, um, I have a job to do, and can you help me do my job? And the guy's like, yeah, sure, I'll get you in the police station, get you some clothes for my name tag. Because, I mean, you don't see the guy after that, so yeah, it's safe to assume that he killed him, but... Hmm. What do you think, John? I, I assumed it was like, a, the guy was like, yeah, sure, go fuck him up. I think it'd be easier for him to just kill him. Say, you're a believer? Okay, cool. Stab him. Or unless somehow he has some really good, smooth-talking, like, religious talk where it's like, yes, I will join your church. Take everything I have. (laughs) Well, I mean, he already has the ring, which I assume is part of the religious sect or whatever just like just like the the in Da Vinci Code with the you know the one the Opus Dei pin signifies that you're part of that certain sect so okay, why would he be resistant yeah why would he be resistant to when the guy says are you a believer and he's like oh no I'm not you know like is it supposed to be a secret is it supposed to be not everybody knows about I think so not everybody's devout probably yeah oh well, I wouldn't want to admit it either. Someone's just going to kill me after I <laughs> say that yes, I am a believer, and take my clothes. I mean, obviously that was a lot of. I mean, he's he's setting it up for the fact that uh, he's. He, I mean, that's a. I guess I don't know exactly how long of a time between when he meets Officer Levine mm-hmm. on the street and then he tries to take out Ortega and and get Demi back. Is that guy Demi? With Demi, yeah. Day. Now Demi is in. Uh, That's right. This like n- new body that she gave up. Demi's now in there. Which, Meanwhile, that guy who just came into the precinct for whatever reason is just sitting somewhere else in a jar. Like, what happens when someone when you get spun up into a body that's still being used? Like, does their stack just have to sit in the waiting room inside of a head? Is it sitting inside of a lockbox somewhere else? Oh wait, because like she actually. Uh, are we talking about? The, the stack, or are we talking about the body? No, I'm talking about the stack. So that that bald head, like guy. Oh, his original stack. When we that first guy. see him, yes. When we first see him, that's a question. It's I in a box somewhere, ready to be processed. Yeah, he's know? probably in some evidence bag, and it's like he probably won't be opened up until like maybe like five years. So ago. it's as easy as as changing out a USB flash stick. Like, yeah, you just they you make pop it one out easy. and put one in. That's, yeah, that's sort of, I've never actually seen him do it, but with how often well, they do it. They do have like this. It looked like a collar, because I remember when they had uh, so Abuela, they, they, they had a collar, and it's some. I don't know if they had like a stack. I, I don't understand it, but I remember seeing a collar over the bodies. Have we? Have we? I mean, I know we see stacks when they're in people's hands, but do we? Have we ever seen like how they interface? Like you don't. There's no cutting open the back of the. Well, the spinal does cord. Have a, a scar on the back of her. If you really neck. paid attention to that shower if you were scene, pay, pay attention to where you were supposed to be paying attention. <laughs> that scene. She's got a scar on the back of her. I took neck. it all in. Where yeah. uh, where the the stack goes in. So that's what I assume. That's that's all I've seen is that scar there, and then people when they get killed, they just mm. take it out and put it in their pocket and walk away. Which started like what? What was it? The second episode where Ortega was in uh, in her confessional and she kind of stole the stack from that one girl's body. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 
but her hand was covered in blood. It's like you couldn't like hide your. I'm going back to like previous episodes, but like yeah, her hand was covered in blood. I just don't stack. I just have to do it. But now it's like so easy for her now. Now it's like she did it once. Now she's stealing stacks from everywhere. Like. So one other part that I want to talk about was Bancroft. Bancroft apparently does this thing where he goes out and hangs out amongst the diseased people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, why does he do this? I because like that because I it, like that like representation of him and then the shit we see him do at the end. Um, he has a god complex. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. And he even explained why he chooses to be the sage. Remember we asked that. Like, why, why is he an old guy instead of like a young guy? Because that's the age that you gain respect. He mm-hmm. did a whole thing about how who who were like what? How old are the gods? You know, it's Poseidon and Odin. Everyone's an old dude with a beard, so I'm gonna be an old dude. So I think he does have that god complex where he's lived long enough, like 300 years or whatever. Plus, he looks kind of like an old guy. Plus, he like controls everything. So I think yeah, he does have an exact Plus, actual. God you know, complex. his family doesn't love him or show him any adoration the way that these people do. So. Yeah, but that's oh, because wow. I like how you brought that up. Yeah. But that's because he he keeps them as a child, like or keeps them in a a, a dependent state yeah. for almost for I mean forever. For uh, that's the way that they he it's stated. You know, uh, when it's explaining to him that. The kids hate why? Why the kids hate him and stuff like that? And they've come to resent him for it. But all of these uh, downtrodden individuals, instead, you know, practically worship him. They mourn him when he dies, and you know, they feel all you know sad. And I like what Kovach said. It's, it's like, what? He's kind of like, why don't you just buy them new sleeves? And then he, like he responds like, just because I can't, just because I can like, just wow. because I can't fix everything is when I shouldn't try. Yeah. Which I think that's his way of he can't fix his crazy family, so he's trying something different over here. <laughs> he's doing some good somewhere. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, it, it's all a show. It's all to make him feel better and like make society feel better. And what was the, what was the the, the story that he told Kovacs about why these people are all diseased and you can't touch them or else you're gonna instantly die too, like he did. A contagion bomb went off accidentally, apparently. So. And these are the descendants. So that sucks. I wonder. I wonder the story about that. Like, who was the contagion bomb meant for? And that really sucks that it went off accidentally and killed thousands within like instant, like an hour. And what's keeping these people alive? Because well, they, they, they said they were a, a descendant from the people who got hit by that bomb. And so I believe, yeah, they just became they're just semi-diseased. They're not fully diseased. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> they're like patient zeros or something mm-hmm. that have an immunity to it, but they can spread it. Oh. Like and they just like keep them in there. Like lepers. I don't know if you noticed that there's been a reporter in this show that kind of pops in and out, and she was in that scene. Yeah. And she had that that. Uh, oh, is that the one they were telling you to tell us to go fist yourself? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and the where Ko, Kovach goes crazy, starts blowing everyone yeah. apart in that one's uh, the last episode. Um, yeah. So that's where he noticed that the she had a drone that was kind of like filming her and filming him, and saying like, you know, this is just all a show. Is that what you're doing here is just on the show, so it's like, yeah. Now he's just like This is where I see like Kovach is like kind of studying him. Or it's like why he's doing what he does. He's kinda of, like studying his values. His values. I don't know if he has values. I dang it, I really liked when they showed that Isaac was pretending to be Bancroft and then he was a better Bancroft than his dad. Right. He was a better businessman than his dad. I was like, oh shit. It's like Donald Trump or Donald Trump's sons. 
Donald Trump Jr. I, I don't think that's even an analogy. Yeah, I don't think it's as good an analogy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was the other part. I mean, that's actually getting... Well, it seems like it's more directed at the main mystery that we were brought into the show yeah. for of who mm-hmm. killed Bancroft. It very much could have been Isaac because he, he's been jumping into his father's body, taking over deals, working on business stuff. Has and the safe. 3D printer. Has yeah, it. which is really cool looking and I want to see that thing... So, like, the safe <laughs> can only be opened by DNA from Bancroft or, Bancroft or his, or his wife. wife. Right. But then if you can jump to another sleeve, you can grab that. And if you can print up a body mm-hmm. of <laughs> that body, then, mm-hmm. yeah. You, and you've already seen that uh, that your, your, your kin can jump into your own sleeve, which is kind of weird. So would the end game be to kill your father... Take over, impersonate his body, use this body, uh, and just be him for the re- for the rest of the time. That way, because you remember the will, right? Yeah. It, as long as he's alive, they all have money. If as soon as he dies, no more money. Or someone you change someone's the gotta, will. You know, take one for the team and just be dad. Or you could, like you said, you could change the will. You could make it so that as soon as get rid of Bancroft first. But then I think there'd be so much competition too. But what I'm wondering though is, okay, so if you kill the one sleeve and the one stack. You have backups. What's keeping? Where are you going to go? Corrupt your own backups? Or are you gonna well, delete they those did mention in the first episode or? that they were trying to hack into the satellite. Someone was trying right? to hack in, but yeah, they failed. So they're probably trying to do that, just mm-hmm. like get the source of it. Yeah, and they failed, so that's what started this whole chain of events. Yeah, but I'm wondering. Uh, that's what I'm wondering. Like, if so, if you actually become Bancroft, and you're like, okay, well, I don't need any of these backups because I don't need him remembering that he's him and that. Not him. <laughs> so like, what are you gonna do there? Are you gonna delete them? Or are you just gonna clear your cloud and the database? Just be like, boop, delete all. Or, or is it gonna like force backup? And then doesn't he have clones as well? Isaac. Or, uh, um, no, Bancroft. Actual I Bancroft. Would assume that he has clones as well. Miriam has clones. Isaac has clones. I'm sure. Yeah, the whole family. Has they, clones. They, I'm just assuming they all have clones. Yeah, but I would assume that the clones don't actually have any of the, the, the any of the memories yet. They're just bodies. Well, okay, so... But can't you just back up the memory into one of those bodies? Like, I'm wondering if they have, like, a fail-safe program or something like that where, like, yeah, in case someone shoots me or in case I die, I hope there's, like, a protocol or something where... Because I, I just feel like there's, like, a backup data and the current data right now, and those two pieces of data are just going to start overlapping each other. And it's mm. like, how is that going to uh, oh. work out? The wife did say that if... Um, if Kovacs went to that like sex island of hers, mm. then they would all. There was a term she used. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Where she like lets them loose. Yes. Um, decant. Was that what it is? I think it was decant. Yeah, but was... even so, they might just be autonomous bodies that are moving on their own. They might not have her personality. No, she's she described it as all of them basically being of one mind and being independent. Mm, okay. That's, that's how she Which is weird. Out. That's almost like that's some other sense of god complex. Yeah, because like so, that's um, like presence. you have all these things that are you. What but, was? Huh? I was gonna say what was it in uh, in Rick and Morty? Oh, yeah. oh, 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 unity, unity. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like, like okay. Put yourself in those shoes. It's like you have a body. That that okay? You're you're the soul body. You're you're the center body, but you have like clones of yourself. That are like walking around, but you have control of them. You can make them wake up whenever you want. You can make them sleep whenever you want. After a certain amount of time, would that kind of make you feel like 
you get a little bit of a complex that you have control and all these beings running around. And then it's like playing them. The Sims, just put them on auto mode and let them do whatever. Yeah, and then and then like then you get crazy. It's like all right, Sex Island. Well, I would say, I mean, I think that's... Like a bunch of sex bitches running around. I'm sorry. <laughs> obviously. Man, I, went, I went there. <laughs> they, I mean, they have way too much money. And that's essentially, I mean, it allows them to do... That's the problem. Whatever too much money. Yeah, no. Yeah, power corrupts. If you get, if you have that much money, you, you get bored. And now they, now they have the possibility of living forever and doing anything they want with all the money in the world? Yeah. I, of course they're going to go crazy. Of course mm-hmm. they are crazy. That whole family is nuts. And, but to them, they're they're normal because it, they're like, well, to the rest of the world, they're probably normal too. Yeah, because the rest of the world is, has has so, evolved with them. So you got, the rest of the world doesn't know them. So you got one that's like, like <laughs> you got one being like Jesus, and you got another one that's like, I got a sex island. <laughs> so it's your Christianities, and then you got your Greek religion, yeah, <laughs> ancient all the religions. religions. Are coming together. Yep. Uh, was there any other part of the episode that anybody wanted to discuss? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I like the aside when they go to uh, that uh, fighting pit oh, arena. Yes, because we you you told me the we other discussed day. this in private. Yes, yeah. and uh, yeah, I was you excited about this. the. <laughs> you get the credit for this. So yes, one of my favorite character actors that we've discussed before. Ah, yes, because he's been in some of the other things that we've watched. Uh, Matt Frewer or Frewer. Frewer, Frewer. Uh-huh. I can't see that. My mouth hurts. Um, <laughs> better known as Max Headroom, amongst a few other things. Right. Uh, played the, the synth uh, sleeve person. Or yeah, I keep the, forgetting the guy's name. The AI, the AI in the synth sleeve. Yeah, the, the AI in the synth sleeve, and he looks super crazy. Yeah, like a purple flat top and like crazy hair. He looked like, like a Street Fighter face. character. Yeah. He did. <laughs> oh my goodness, he kind of did. And. Um, so that whole sequence was pretty awesome. Like, I just liked his character, and, like, I recognized him immediately just from the voice because his face was like, what the... <laughs> um, but I like the fact that they have, like, these basically mutant-looking sleeves that you can, like, I guess, get into or mm-hmm. go up against. I wasn't quite entirely sure. And then they pause on the one body that looked like it had a giant mouth and yep. a stomach right and across like, his gut yeah dude I'm glad you brought this up that is that so was the part cool that was like, yeah and that led me to think like man imagine all the crazy like body augmentation type things they have that thing looked like the T-Virus monster so it's monster. like you're, you're you're treating sleeves like a demolition derby right now yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of exactly. reminded me of like like Island of Dr. Moreau you know just yeah. you're just creating things just to fucking create them and then have them fight each other so yeah it's like you're just jumping into a like right now, demolition derby. You just jump into a crazy ass car and it's like, just let's go wreck it. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, how do you how do you experience pain? How do you? So now you're going to do the instead of being like in a car, we understand that you're going to get jostled around in demolition derby. But the mindset of a human being or a stack that you're going to feel pain. So how do you like understand? Well, pain? you could probably genetically make it so they didn't have the pain sensors in the body. Anymore. Probably. I mean, but if you like, can make it so that. As soon as you yeah. touch someone, they feel ecstasy. Then you but then, probably get rid of pain sensors. I guess what I'm talking about when you're in this world to understand what pain is, to experience it, and then if you have the possible chance to die, and you know that you're not religiously coded, that you can be spun back up. How do you look at pain? Do you just take it and just know this will just pass and I'll be okay, or you still flinch at it? It makes me wonder about these fights. I would assume that 
things like that is, is stuff that they would get used to, so they probably wouldn't flinch at it. It's like it's like getting a tattoo. It's yeah. a needle going in and out of like your body. Like it becomes a rush. Well, I, that too, yeah. Yeah. But you also come numb to it. Yeah. Well, most people, most of the time, when people get tattoos, it's like they do get a rush out of it. They get a rush out of that pain. Well, yeah, it's turning into a. So I guess getting punched across the face. If you're like, if they have these little fight things that homeboys got like uh, setting up, that what if there's people that just like to get punched and they're just like, there's no consequences now. I I can just get a new sleeve. That'd be you. <laughs> yeah, I think that so. That would be exactly you. I, I guess. I, that, I think about that a lot. It's funny that you bring up the the augmented bodies in that scene. The thing that caught my eye is the fact that this is what probably a thousand years into the future and, and this is probably the one working VCR and videotape yeah. in all of existence <laughs> I can't even get those things to work now how do they have that working then he's an AI he's it, smart he's a, he's, <laughs> not just that AIs are enthusiasts and obsessive yes so he probably just like really worked on it it's like I want this shit to work and so he, his thing is uh, 80s uh, cyberpunk genre. And maybe the, I would imagine probably if you can 3D print a body, 3D printing, 3D printing anything else is probably pretty simple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, he seems to be very nostalgic. So he got, since en, on, uh, envoys are nostalgic in this world, he's got himself an envoy body. That, okay, a VHS would make sense too. I don't know if he's nostalgic, but he wanted it to be unhackable. Well, that yeah, and it's it's completely air gapped. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not on anything. Uh, and it's funny that he just had the tape right there, ready, ready to to go. It's like, all right, fine. Here we go. Yeah, divide by hour which is where we saw what we have to assume is the real Bancroft. Oh yeah, beating the crap out beating of the son. Yeah, beating the crap out of Isaac. Talk about Mary Sue's from the last uh, geek uh, elite episode. Geeks Watch episode. Geeks Watch episode. Uh, the, the fact where he says, like, you know I can read lips, right? <laughs> I was like, God damn, Mary Sue. It's like, so he started explaining what he saw from the tape that he can, like... I didn't even think there was enough there to actually read anybody's lips. Yeah, because, like, I, yeah, I went back... Yeah, like, all fucking grainy-ass literature. <laughs> fucking shit yeah, because yeah, yeah, I went back, like, myself, like, trying to see if I can shit. read his lips. It's like, I can't see anything. All I see is just... It's high def VCR. <laughs> yeah, it comes out like bad lip reading. It's like he's saying seagulls. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's all I'm picking up is like that. Mm. Yeah, that, that that part when he's like, you know, I can read lips. Is like that. No, you oh, can read yeah, anything off of there. Magical talents again. Like, you know, I know. I read position of the Kama Sutra, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, geez, here we go. So he, yeah, Kovac is a Mary Sue, but I still like the guy. I, I think you're supposed to like Mary Sue's though like the the fact that you know they are just naturally good is it makes it be like oh well if that person is naturally good at it then I could be naturally good if that idiot can do it I can fucking do it exactly <laughs> but then I also kind of like when I when I saw that I think I kind of saw Ortega roll her eyes like she had enough yeah that's so she, yeah. yeah she's probably us at that boy too yeah, she's like, like, like I, I get it uh, I, it's like Gabby when I talk too much that's, she's like, I, so that's, all the time yeah <laughs> no, there was another scene where where he was like, "Oh, I can do, I can do angry." She's like, "Yeah, no fucking shit." <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, when she's tra- when he's trying to impersonate Riker, he's yeah. like, she's like, he's he's just kind of angry a lot. He's like, he he gets all just puffed up chest and crosses his arms. He's like, "You're doing it way too much." Yeah, like, bring it down. Like, bring it 
The only other thing I wanted to bring up is that they're still smoking fucking tobacco sticks after 250 years. I guess vapes or anything oh, didn't yeah. really catch up. Still <laughs> combustibles still burning the tobacco and then the paper and everything. I oh, yeah, that. they still have the little butane lighters. I thought they'd have something crazy in the future. Like yeah, those. some electric spark or something that does that. But well, they have those now. They have those, like, Tesla coil Exactly, that's lighters. what I'm saying. Like, you could have made your smoking a little bit, a little bit more futuristic, but I guess the e-cigs and all that, like, no, we never gotta... takes off. So there's something about... <laughs> Burning. Well, you know, it's a, the maybe it's as long as there's something nostalgic. About as long it. as as long as you can just get a new body, it doesn't matter. What That's you a do good it. point. Yeah, <laughs> if you could just keep smoking, and doesn't matter what happens oh. to your lungs. So I have an idea for an invention: self-starting cigarettes that have the match head at the end of it. So you just strike the cigarette. And that lights it up rather than having to have something. Mm, seems like a lot of sulfur. Yeah. <laughs> Are you really concerned about it? I'm not concerned about it, but it just seems like you wouldn't want to do it. You don't really want tar in your body either, though, so. Well, I knew somebody when, when, I, when I was back in the Army. I knew somebody who didn't have cigarettes, but they wanted to, like, smoke something. The MREs had matches. He would actually strike a match and suck in the, the whatever was in the match. So I would not be surprised. Wow. Yeah. There are some people that just couldn't like it. <laughs> How about you get a cigarette that has like a little magnifying glass on the end of it? You just use the sun. Just, no, yeah, okay. use the power. <laughs> <laughs> but then you can't smoke at night. Oh. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's that, which is coolest. good. <laughs> I have to smoke all the time. <laughs> that, is, it, that is funny, too. And it, have we really seen any, any plants in general in this world? Only that alien tree. plants. Yeah. The tree, the song spire tree, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was still. Oh no, that's right. Okay, but that was like in a museum. Well, isn't there like a whole garden outside of like the Bancroft residence? Oh, that's true. Where yeah, Ortega lands yeah. lands yeah. <laughs> quote I mean, that, unquote. That, that could be plastic topiary. Well, there's also um, when they showed scenes when Kobach was a kid. Whatever plants they had in that planet. Like where, and like, also where he was getting his training yeah, to. Like they're in the woods. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but I mean that's also. 300 years in so the past. So in the city, you yeah. mean, there's just no oh, real vegetation from the looks of it. Right. So, which I'm just thinking because the, the cigarettes and plants burning. Uh, it's plants some, the, you know, it's grown in a building somewhere in probably Jersey. Probably. Un- underneath a, another building. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It, uh, I think we covered the, the episode pretty well. <laughs> once, once again, great episode. I still enjoy episode four more, but I know John said this is his favorite episode so far. Is it because of uh Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you do remember what I said earlier. It's like everybody yes. that you want to see naked, you'll see naked. Yes. Yeah. What about those that we don't want to see naked? You don't. Oh, well, you do see them too. Like <laughs> Bancroft. Them too. We already saw Bancroft's That's true, we did. Full frontal. Give him props. Full now. frontal that appearance. Was- yeah, it's like, oh, it's going to be it's one of these shows. I, I'm yeah. almost positive that I was looking at my phone at that moment, so I don't have that image burned in my head. Either that or I've just completely blacked it out of my memory. So. Oh, don't worry. There's Either a few way. more dicks there. Oh. Just, just imagine if he was wearing a Speedo with the face of Gonzo. Mm-hmm. You got it. Fair enough. Uh, if anybody would like to talk to us about any of the things that we talked about today, especially this episode, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at, at agent underscore of the underscore back. John is also on Twitter as I am at Magic Bollocks. Uh, Brian Green in. Sorry, I had to get my dog away from the water. <laughs> he was really thirsty. That's Duke. Duke is also on Twitter somewhere, I imagine. No, he had a Facebook. It's uh, not kept up with anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't go on Facebook anymore. But anymore. I have a Twitter, and it's at Gabatron Five Thousand. 
And I also have a Twitch, and it's at GabbyTron5000 as well. And I guess people have been finding my Instagram, even though I'm not promoting that. But, you know, you could probably find that as well if you try hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> Just weird internet people. They'll find you. And I would like to say thank you for a lot of the extra followers that we've been getting this week. Yeah, thank uh, you guys. For and everybody that's listening to the podcast. Uh, if anybody, if you'd uh, like to get the hold of the rest of Geek Elite Radio, it's at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. Make, make sure to check out our website, GeekEliteRadio.com, for archived episodes, of, archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is the Geek's Watch on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying, always remember to Geek, geek out. out! We now return you to your regularly scheduled programs.